So cute. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Good. Sure. All mm-hmm. right. What was your childhood like? If you remember much of it, if not, that's fine. I guess just your family life mm-hmm. and everything like that. So childhood, obviously, I don't remember much of it because I'm a little older now. Um, but I can remember moving around a lot. My dad was in the Navy, mm-hmm. so we did. We lived in Illinois for a little bit when I was probably about one or two, I think, and then to three. And then we moved to San Diego, California when I was about four or five. And we lived there till uh, 1999 or 98, something mm-hmm. like that. I was about eight or nine. And then we moved back to Arkansas. That's where I'm from. Okay. Um, so you've been all over the place. Yeah, I've been all over the place. What was your favorite? Probably monterey california when i was married Mm -hmm. back in 2013 okay i lived there for about a year and a half and then i moved to hawaii for three years okay yeah so i know i might be jumping forward but was this a different marriage i have the one marriage just one Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. got it and Mm -hmm. how old were you when you got married i was 22 okay yeah and then i know when we talked you said you went to college but you jumped around a lot so Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that so after high school, I went straight into a four-year university, and I was on a scholarship for a vocal performance major. So I was in choir, I was in theater, I was in piano, music mm-hmm. theory, all the stuff you need to do a music major type of thing. Um, after about a couple years, some things happened in my personal life and relationships that made me drop out, yeah. and I didn't go back for a little while. Um, and then I got married in 2013 and I went back to school when I got to Hawaii in, I think, 2014. So you, you continued college Mm -hmm. over in Hawaii? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was the first university? Was that? University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. Okay. So it was in Arkansas. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I went to an aesthetic school. So I have my aesthetic license. Okay. Since 2015. So I'm a licensed esthetician. So you graduated with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything with that at all anymore? Or? Every now and then I do waxing on the side. Sometimes okay. I'll do facials for my friends, but I don't really use it too much anymore. Okay. Mostly for like skincare advice. I get a lot of people that talk about skincare when I'm at work, yeah. honestly. So they're like, oh, you look so young. And like, dude, I'm 32. Like, you do look really young. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed she was 32. Yeah. I get a lot of the age range of like, 23 to 28. I was going to say, like, I would probably guess 27. Yeah. Wow. Wait till I put my full face of makeup on. Yeah. And, like, the whole glam look, I look 23. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> well, hey, look, you got the good skincare and the makeup down. That's all you need, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So I was going to – I don't want to jump too far ahead, mm-hmm. but – Next, I was going to ask about your introduction into stripping, mm-hmm. but I know that when we were emailing back and forth, that had to do with like being in Hawaii and then your husband at the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. So you mean like my first introduction to a strip club period? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were uh, in Hawaii and I was still married and I went to this fully nude strip club. I Honestly, I don't remember what it was called, but it was very, very busy that night and it was one of those those clubs where you get really close to the stage. There's a big tip rail. It's kind of like a runway. Mm -hmm. And it's like a U-shaped runway. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this girl came up and like she was just full on naked, like pussy in the face and everything. And I was just like, I don't know what 
And he's just sitting there laughing at me. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Okay. What do I do? Did I put the dollar here? Where do I put it? Right. (laughs) So. Oh my God. (laughs) That's funny. I know. I was going to, like I was telling you, my first experience at a strip club, I think it was 18. And I didn't even, I, you have to be 18 to go, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And I think I was visiting a boyfriend of mine in Jersey at the time. And I, it was like a hole in the wall place. And I didn't even realize that people get fully nude at strip clubs. Like I oh, thought yeah. at the time, I thought, oh, like maybe just topless, whatever. And mm. we walk in and it was the same thing, like mm-hmm. fully nude. Mm-hmm. And I remember like sitting there and this is just horrible. My boyfriend at the time, like the girl was like right in front of us also. It was like really close. Like we were super close to them. And I guess because it was a smaller one. And he literally held up his fingers and looked at her and said, can I? Oh. Yeah. Oh. So that was my first. Like on stage? Yeah. Oh my God. And that was my first strip club experience, and it was extremely <laughs> traumatizing. Mind you, I was 18 years old, so I was just like, fuck That's him awful. and fuck this place. <laughs> yeah, so, and then I think I maybe went to one more in New York. That one was kind of like, it was strange. I don't think the girls there were completely nude. I think they maybe had thongs on. I wonder if it was like a cultural thing, because I've noticed in my experience, there are certain groups of people from different countries that think that stuff like that that is okay sorry i have something in my eye and um they're used to like the brothel situation in other countries like like new zealand or whatever the countries Mm -hmm. that do prostitution where it's legal and they come over to the states and there are some states and some cities where prostitution is legal so in the strip clubs there full service is expected right so when they come here and they see that it's fully nude and it's not like a full service type of thing where they can sit here and like put fingers where they don't belong right they're like oh my god then why am i here and blah yeah. blah blah and that they still try and i still try and i still try and they make inappropriate gestures and sexually assault these girls and it's like some of them can't handle it and they don't know what to do and it's just it's really sad (laughs) yeah no it is so that first experience that you had Mm -hmm. um at the strip club in hawaii did that kind of did you have any thoughts of like wow i would want to do this or was that no okay so that was just first experience that was when i started realizing i like girls Okay. So I am by. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, um, I kind of want to explore that a little bit. Yeah. So we tried that. Um, didn't work out that well. I was not exactly ready for that emotionally. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got super jealous. Yeah. So I scratched like, that So that was while. while you were – because you were married, yeah, right? We were married. Okay. Yeah. So you tried like having another partner mm-hmm. in – okay. Mm-hmm. And you were jealous with the girl being mm-hmm. with your – yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. I tried. But right. It's fine now. I don't mind. Okay. It, but so it um, took some time. It took time for me to really realize, like, in myself, why am I jealous? Why am I feeling these feelings? Okay. So, wow, yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's like the one thing for me because, and I'm still young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mentally, I think that you have to be in a very different yeah. place and really not think of it. I guess with that immature, like, high ego mindset, yeah. I think that. If you're doing, if you're like welcoming somebody else in, I feel like it's kind of to like open up the relationship and try new things and you really do have to be super fucking ready for that. Like super ready, super open-minded. Yeah. Communicate. Exactly. And back then our communication was shit. Right. So. Yeah. 
So what was your first introduction to actually stripping? Actually stripping. Yep. So my current boyfriend, we went to this place called the Millstream Inn here. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. So, here in Maryland? Yeah, here okay. in Maryland. Um, this was a little over a year and a half ago. And there was this girl that caught my attention. Her name was Vendetta. Super shout out because we're still friends. Mm-hmm. Um, long, purple, curly hair. She had this alternative vibe going on. Like it was a pasties and undies type of club because it's in the county. Okay. Those are the rules. And so they can't get nude They can't there. get fully okay. nude there. It, that, she was in like this bird cage of a stage. There was poles all around it. And she was doing her thing, and I went up there because I was all dressed up and everything. I had my extensions in. My hair was black at the time. I had a dress on. It was super cute. And I went up to tip her, and she thought I was a dancer. And then she looked at my feet because she explained to this later. I had flat shoes on, Uh like super cute flat shoes on. She's like, oh, never mind. She's a customer. Oh, my God. What? And she came over and talked to us, and I was asking her all these questions, like, how do I get into this? Do you have any advice? Yada, yada, yada. And she's like, why don't you just, like, come over to my house one day? We can be friends, and I can give you some tips and stuff. And here I am going to a stranger's house, getting completely naked while she's giving me tips on how to, like, crawl around on the floor and, like, Uh do some simple pull tricks. That was my introduction to stripping. Wow. It's like, I made a friend at the club. I was like, hey, you want to be friends? She was like, yeah. Yeah. So did you have any prior experience nope. with like dancing or anything? Nope. So how hard was that? Like learning? Oh, man. So let me ask you this too. Yeah. Because like I said, I've only, you've heard my experience because <laughs> I haven't been to many. So do you, when you work, are you mm-hmm. dancing on a pole or is it more just like on stage or how is that? Like, yeah. Is so the club I work at right now is they've got a single main stage with one pole. Okay. They have a side stage with a pole. They have another stage upstairs with a pole. Okay. So we always have a pole around. Now we also do dances on tables. We do lap dances and we do private room dances, stuff like that. Okay. But yes, if we're on stage, we are dancing around the pole or on the stage itself. I do both. So I do some pole tricks and then I do a lot of floor work, which is what rolling around on the floor raise. Yeah. A lot of floor work. <laughs> so how long did it take you to really like get it down? What'd you say? Not long. Really? Not long. You're um, going to teach me some moves so yes. I can show my boyfriend. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have a pole in my house, girl. Come over. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so it didn't take you long at all. You no. like got the hang of no, it pretty fast. Uh, so after learning from Vendetta, some simple spins and some floor work and Taking into account the music I like to listen to, what I did is I picked some songs that I knew really well, where the beat drops and stuff. And I like to like dance along to yeah. music in the kitchen when I'm cleaning. So that's my experience is dancing in the kitchen while I'm cleaning. Yeah. And when I did my audition, it, I went to a fully nude club, but they couldn't get near you on the stage. So the first club I ever auditioned at was called Fantasies Nightclub. Okay. And so, so and did you ever want to work at the same club that she worked at? Yeah. Or- Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but she moved to the Fantasies Nightclub. Okay. So she was leaving Millstream, going to Fantasies Nightclub. So that's Nightclub. why you went yep. to that one? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So she went up on stage with me, mm-hmm. which I really, really appreciated because they have two poles. So imagine this in your mind. You walk in, right? Huge bar, big rectangle. In the middle of the bar, there is the stage. So it's like a moat where the bartenders okay. walk around. And then there's some stairs that go up to the stage, and there's two poles, one right there, one right there. 
and then we can switch because we do a two song set and I was just I was feeling the music I was moving around my body doing what felt good at the time and do the simple spins here and there it was nerve-wracking as fuck I was so nervous yeah that's what I was gonna ask you like your first time but I felt so empowered. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's I was awesome. like, was it crowded? Was there yeah. a lot of people there? Yeah. There were some people there. I tried out like earlier in the day, but there were still some people. I made a good amount of money. Actually, they tipped me because mm-hmm. so, I did a tip walk on the bar after we got done. And I was like, that was amazing. I yeah. want to do it again. <laughs> so was this part of the audition or was yeah. this like, okay, so, yeah. but you were able to still make money when you were yep. auditioning. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I kept it. Yep. That's yep. amazing. So mm-hmm. was it just like a one-time thing and they were mm-hmm. like, you got it? Yeah. Oh, yep. wow. Sign some paperwork. You're hired. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So were you, do you think you were nervous like after that or after the first time you kind yeah, of started like? absolutely. I was mostly just a stage person for a little while and then okay. I got like my first lap dance. And after I did my first lap dance and I started watching people and how they do their dances, I kind of took some of that and took some of that and took some of that. So you basically like teach yourself. I taught myself. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I would watch videos about how people would do certain spins, certain pull tricks, and I would try it. And when I would go to work and I have some people taught me how to climb the pole, they taught me how to do spins. I learned how to invert on my own. I learned how to do other tricks on my own just by watching videos. Right. And it took me a, a little while. It might take me a couple tries where I get the trick and take some time to build the strength up to do it, but it doesn't take long. Right. So So how many nights a week do you usually work now? Four. Okay. Yeah. And then what are the hours? Are they pretty long or um, I come and go as I please. I, I did nights for a little while when I first started back in March in this club. And then I switched to days, like a 3 to 11 shift. So sometimes I would go in from 3 to 11 or I'd go in from like 4 to 12, stuff like that. Or I'd stay a little longer. Or right now I work nights. So I usually go in around 7 and I leave at 2. But there are some nights where like if I have my little one with me. I go in at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Okay. And I leave it too. Yeah. So is it, do you notice that it's busier usually like later? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. This particular club is definitely like a 10 o'clock and on is where mm-hmm. it gets really, really busy. It's from like 10 to 2. So have you been at the same club like this whole time? Nope. So you've moved around. Mm-hmm. How many have you worked at? Let's see. Fantasies was the first one. Then I went to the Ritz Cabaret in Baltimore. I tried night shift, like two days. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a fan. Didn't like the stage setup very well. The pole was a spinning pole, and I wasn't used to that. I was used to static poles, and it was really, really wide. Yeah. I couldn't get my hands around it, so I felt unsafe. Right. And then I tried the body shop down in Beltsville. That was a BYOB club, single stage spinning pole. Also scared the shit out of me. It spin, spins really fast. And it was it spun you right off the stage. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, and I just I didn't like the vibe there. Yeah, and it was very interesting to me. I feel like it's it's better now that it's been open a while. But when I was there, it, it was a hit or miss. So now, do you usually do you just work at one club? Yeah, I work at the penthouse. Are you comfortable saying how much you've made, the most you've made yeah. in one night? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, Give um, it to us. the most I've made in one night was actually off of like one person. I think I made a little over eighteen hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I haven't had I haven't hit the two K market. I've gotten really close, like eighteen 
almost 1900, Mm -hmm. but I haven't hit the 2K yet. So do you have to like split the tips or how does that work? Like, okay. No. So is it usually just one person? Like when you're on the stage, is it usually just you? Yeah, just me. Yeah. Okay. So then you know what money is getting, is going toward you. Yeah. Okay. I keep all my stage money. If I do dances, like lap dances or private rooms, the club gets half. Okay. And if I do like a table dance, which are like 30 bucks, the club Mm -hmm. gets 10. Okay. And then I have to pay a house fee. So. Okay. And then I wasn't even thinking about this. This wasn't even one of my questions. But then when you mentioned it, because, you know, like I always say this when I interview people because movies and shows, they'll like show Mm -hmm. strip clubs or Mm -hmm. they will show things and you never know like what's real. So Mm -hmm. you do have a house mom. Mm -hmm. So what is that like? Is that somebody that just kind of like walks around and makes sure everything's in order? So she stays up in the dressing room for the most part. She helps girls with their lashes if they need lashes. She helps girls with their makeup, their hair. She provides baby wipes, tampons, medications, nail clippers, nail glues, like anything you would ever need. That's what she's there for. Dancer. That's she's that's what she's there for. She collects the house fee also. She manages the schedule and everything. So like again, we're all independent contractors, so we come and go as we please. Right. So do you get completely naked or do oh, you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did it start that way? Like the first yeah. time you did it? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you were totally like comfortable with yeah. it? Fine. It was it was a little nervous, but like I did OnlyFans before I started stripping. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you've been trimming for how long, you said? A little over a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we will jump ahead a little bit. So you okay. st- when did you start OnlyFans? I started OnlyFans in 2020. Yeah, I think 2020. Of April? Yeah. And yeah. how do you like it? I hate it. I do too. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I hate it. Like I wasn't one of those people that really understood OnlyFans and how it works. And Putting in the effort to advertise is just really tedious and annoying to me. And by the time I understood it, I didn't understand how Reddit worked. And I I feel like Reddit was where everybody hit the jackpot with their advertising. And I just couldn't get it. Yeah. I I think it's interesting, too, because you're someone that has experience with, like, Mm -hmm. in person. And Mm -hmm. then also, like, with the OnlyFans thing. And I think that that was, like, something that I was curious about, like, what you preferred. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, with OnlyFans, it's nice because you get to stay in, like, the comfort of your own home and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, yeah, to promote it. And then also to make sure, like, people are coming on it. Mm-hmm. And even just to – I think it's really hard to hold yourself accountable to, like, actually post. Yeah. And, like, it's – I think it's harder to do different things on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, like, it's it feel, it's almost, like, too much freedom or something that it's, like, yeah. hard to keep up with in a way. That and it's, like, the same pictures and different poses, exactly. like, over and over again in different outfits. It's just, like, can we just have sets of stuff in different outfits and that's it? Yeah. And, like, we do that. So you were doing full nude on there. Yeah. So you're pretty comfortable yeah. when it came to in person. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind being naked. Like, I grew up in yeah. athletics, so... Like we got changed in the dressing room in high school and stuff like that. So I, I being naked for me, I don't care. Yeah, it's weird because like I feel like I'm similar to that way in that way, but I don't know. Like I think I could do it, but I, I think I'd be definitely like a little bit uncomfortable just because it's like all of those eyes mm-hmm. are seeing you from like mm-hmm. so many different angles. You know, oh, I like it. Really? <laughs> because like you know how like in pictures you can kind of like you have full control of like mm-hmm. the ways that you stand and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's like. You mm-hmm. are releasing what mm-hmm. people are seeing. Mm-hmm. But then in person, it's like, 
they're just seeing it all. They are. They're seeing it all. And wow. what gets me is I'm very interactive on stage. So if I see someone staring at me and I see their facial expression and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got you now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's like a game kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's a game to me. It's a wow. teasing thing. Yeah. And I like seeing people's reaction. Yeah. So getting, seeing them getting turned on and they're spending money, I'm like, yes, give me all your money. Open your wallet. I'm going to make your fantasies come true, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like I I like the, the teasing part. Right. It's so a lot of fun. has this whole experience, like do you think it's made you view like men differently at all? Like – do they ever like annoy you and get on yes, your nerves or absolutely okay. like when I hear men give me compliments it doesn't hold as high of a value as when women do it okay and I've actually asked this question to multiple girls I'm like how do you feel when men compliment you versus when women compliment you because when a woman does it I'm like oh my god yay yeah. thank you so much and when, I'm, when a man does it I'm like I know you're just another one <laughs> I know yeah I know I'm pretty Thank you. <laughs> That's hilarious. So do you have a lot of girls that come in too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what about regulars? Like do you have like – I have some regulars. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I have some that see me on a weekly basis. I have a few. I have some that kind of come in every now and then and spend some money. And every now and then I'll find couples that I vibe with really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's usually couples. It's never really – girls on their own that come okay. in I mean my club particularly it's yeah. usually couples is there ever like a thing that where like couples can buy a yeah. private room and stuff? oh absolutely okay I did one of those yesterday really yeah so how is that like do you ever notice like a girl getting uncomfortable or usually like they're in the same boat oh I noticed it immediately really immediately you're there like I remember when I was there <laughs> yeah so I I can tell the the body language starts to change a little yeah. bit. They start to get a little bit more reserved and more quiet, and the, their facial expressions. And, yeah. yeah. Does absolutely. is that hard for you to like adjust to? Like, yeah. Do you, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, if you're coming into the club as a couple, and you already know that your lady is uncomfortable, like, why bother? Right. Like, it's not going to be fun for anyone. Yeah. The the object of coming into the strip club. As a couple, you're gonna have fun. You're gonna you're there to share your your experience, mm-hmm. and if one partner is really uncomfortable and not sure what to do or not sure, and they're just doubting themselves, period, it's not gonna be fun, right? And it's you might as well just not go at that point. Yeah, I can imagine too that I feel like even for you or the girls that are you know like just doing their job mm-hmm. in a sense, it's like. What are you supposed to do? Because, like, you feel bad, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's, like, it's – I'm sure that could be awkward. It is awkward. You know? And I feel like a lot of girls avoid the women that come in the club because of that. Because they right. think it's not going to be fun. And I'm like, they're left out. That's a that's a money pit that you can walk into and yeah. have a lot of fun. Because, like, the girls are there for a reason. They're mm-hmm. there to spend money. And if they're with their husband, the husband's going to spend money yeah. usually. So, right. So what would you say is your favorite part about being a stripper? My favorite part about being a stripper. That's a good question. I like meeting really cool people. Yeah. You know, there are some people that I really vibe with and I've perfected my craft in a way that I only really take people up to rooms or do dances with people that I vibe with. Okay. If you give me an uncomfortable vibe or we just can't have a conversation, I don't 
really. So that's fully up to you. Yeah. Like you can deny somebody oh, if you want. Absolutely. Okay, nice. Okay. I didn't absolutely. Know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like that would be like interesting. So it's a very social environment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i feel like if you like to meet people mm-hmm. you know like that's going to be something that's yeah, going like to be enjoyable too yeah yeah that's awesome so what about really uncomfortable experiences because i'm sure that you've had those <laughs> i feel like in anything like even just in life nowadays people have fucking uncomfortable experiences so i can only yeah. imagine <laughs> yeah there are so many hell i had one last night uh that's the most recent one um so many times it's usually men try to proposition us into some sort of form of prostitution. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not legal here, first of all. Yeah. So no. And I don't care if you're going to give me an extra $100. I'm not going to touch your dick even for $100. I'm not yeah. doing it. Right. You keep that thing in its pants. Yeah. So there's like no sexual acts that are allowed to happen. No. Okay. And these guys will try to be mm-hmm. like, uh, like, let's have mm-hmm. sex or something. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. I've had multiple occasions where I've turned around mm-hmm. to like do the booty stuff and it's working and they've got their dick out. Yeah. And like, oh my God. So they'll just whip it out. Yeah, they'll whip it out. And you got to tell them, put it back away. Yeah. Either, oh and I'm allowed to end a room or a dance whenever I feel like okay. I'm uncomfortable. I'm allowed to end it and they don't get their money back. Right. So that's really good though that you earlier. have that, you know, say and control yeah. in it. Because yeah. it's like, you know, I think that's really important. There was this one specific time where I was doing a lap dance with somebody and I turned around, did the twerking, and I sat down and I felt I felt his dick out and I was like, no, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. And I told my manager about it. And the funny thing is, and it's a little fucked up to me, is that he's still allowed in the club because he buys drinks, but he is not allowed to get dances. And I was like, really? Wow. Really? So do the managers like take stuff like that pretty seriously? or For the most part, yes and no. Right. Because he is still allowed back he's in. He's still yeah. allowed back in because he spends money. But he's not allowed to get dances. And then, my gosh, your cat is kissing me. <laughs> she is so cute. I literally can't believe she's just laying there the whole time. This is chilling, man. She is the sweetest thing. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. I feel like even, even for me, like, just being on OnlyFans, mm-hmm. there's definitely times, obviously, that people – I think most of the time it's people asking for, like, porn-type content yeah. and stuff like that. And the amount of times I'm like, no, I don't do that. Or, like, because like, I send a whole list. And I'm mm-hmm. like – says at the bottom of my list like no porn type content and it's like they'll keep asking and like mm-hmm. for a while they'll like go MIA and then they'll come back a couple months later and mm-hmm. ask again and like mm-hmm. I just think it's always like weird stuff like that and then in general just certain ways that these men will word things it's like mm-hmm. it's scary at times mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like okay well what are they really thinking you know what mm-hmm. I mean and that was going to be something else I was going to ask you too is like do you ever have any like fears about it because like it's scary. I mean, the world's a scary place. Mm-hmm. And like I said, even though I'm doing OnlyFans from home, it's like people are fucking crazy. They are. Like you never know, like if you're fucking like walking to your car, or, like any, yeah. you know what I mean? Anything. Exactly. It's it's scary. It's like it's right. it's something that you can enjoy, and it's like you know, it's it's your thing. You're good mm-hmm. at it, but it's like it's scary because I feel like by opening up and making yourself vulnerable mm-hmm. it's like these guys might get the wrong fucking idea like yeah. just like the guy that fucking whipped his dick out and mm-hmm. like thought that it was okay right because you're dancing yeah that okay. you know like yeah let me just put this on you too like no mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i just think that it's scary but do you ever like get scared about it or is that like not something that really you think about 
The the things that scare me the most about people in strip clubs is I've had people try to choke me without my consent. Really? That's As like a, a sexual thing or like yeah. okay. Yeah. Like they'll we'll be doing a lap dance and some people like choking, right? Right. And it's a, a kink thing. And but they'll do it improperly where they they put their thumb on my trachea and I had to stop them immediately. Like, look, look dude, you're gonna kill somebody. You yeah. can't do that. That scares me. Because that's happened a few times. And the other thing that scares me is people following me home. Right. Like, I have a six-year-old. Yeah. I don't want people following me home and knowing where I live and knowing my real name and finding me on Facebook and finding out all about me, which it sucks because it can and probably has happened. Yeah. And people putting my content out on the internet for without right. my permission. Like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, heaven forbid my family see my porn. <laughs> yeah and so then start asking me about it does your, your family knows you're a stripper my mom does okay yeah how was sure. she with that was she she was fine she yeah. was like she's very intrigued by mm-hmm. it and she's always like really supportive of my pictures i don't show her like like the porn stuff but like, yeah. i send her like my boudoir stuff my uh-huh. photo shoots that i do she's like oh my god that's so pretty i'm so proud of you and stuff like that and she's Aww. like you're doing so good for yourself i'm yeah. so proud and she's just been so supportive right and that's the thing too is like i feel like any of these types of things, like, not even just careers, but, mm-hmm. you know, like, stripping and then even girls that are on OnlyFans, it's, like, the people that don't do it, it's so, like, abnormal to them and they're intrigued by it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was even intrigued because I was, mm-hmm. like, I I don't know, you know, the details of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's funny because certain things you say, like, I've thought in my head, like, because even though there's a lot of days that I highly dislike doing OnlyFans, I feel like I've mm-hmm. perfected the way that I do what I do, you know, yeah. and it it's one of those things that it's, like, you get it down and it's like anything else in life. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If you enjoy it and you practice, you become Mm -hmm. really good at it. Mm -hmm. And even like you said, like, you know how to like make eyes and like Mm -hmm. do those like Mm -hmm. facial expressions Mm -hmm. to like, you know, get your fucking way and do what you're there to do, you know? And I I just think that's really cool. My next question is, and I know you kind of like were telling me over there, but do you, when you go into work, Mm -hmm. do you usually stay sober? Do you drink, smoke? Like what's your, what's your vibe? I like to smoke a little bit throughout the night. I have a medical card, so I I usually smoke a sativa, so I'm up and happy, and I'm a little bit more easy to conversate with. Like, it keeps me flowing really well, keeps the social anxiety down, because usually if I come into work and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of girls going on, and it's just like vultures, Mm -hmm. I get social anxiety, and I don't want to talk to people, and I want to hide, because I have my own mental health issues that I deal with, and... I don't really like to drink because I don't like to be super, super inebriated where I can't control what's going right. on. Um, and then I let something, somebody do something they shouldn't be doing because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not completely aware. Yeah, you don't have as much so control. I don't like to drink very much. Like okay. I might limit myself to three drinks. Okay. And I'll, I'll smoke here and there. But usually for the most part, I stay sober. Okay. So, so maybe just like some smoking just to take the edge off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can like – it's funny because I'm – a very I feel like I'm a very social person but mm-hmm. I even get that like in if you're in like a very hectic chaotic mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. you know it's like I feel like your brain can get fuzzy mm-hmm. and it takes away mm-hmm. from like what you're there oh, for yeah. and and stuff like that there's but. been a few shifts where I've gotten pretty drunk and I felt terrible at the end of the night because yeah. if you're doing pull tricks and stuff and spinning around right. like you get <laughs> yeah. I vomited at the end of the night once because I was like, I drank too much and it didn't mix well and I mm-hmm. went upside down. And then after I went upside down, I was like, nope. Right. I'm done. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I feel like too, like the older I've gotten, the less I can handle alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny though, because I feel like I, 
I've drank for so long that I kind of know my limit. But then with smoking, I get really bad anxiety. So it's like <laughs> I can't smoke either to take the edge off. So I kind of just like have to mm-hmm. mentally like push through and just like mm-hmm. knock that nervous feeling. But mm-hmm. it I can imagine it. Like I feel like in any circumstance that, you know, there's a lot of people or even just something that could make you feel uncomfortable. It's like difficult yeah. at times. So what about any emotional or physical effects do you think that it's oh, yeah. on you yeah oh absolutely I've definitely physically lost a lot of weight that I didn't intend on losing um because of lack of appetite and just sleeping a lot or not sleeping at all so yeah. because of my schedule um emotionally yeah especially with everything that happens in the club and people like what they try to do right it's like it sucks a lot and it makes you angry and then there are some nights where if I don't make a lot of money I don't feel pretty. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I base my worth on how much money I make. And if I'm making bank, like, yeah, I'm hot. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my job really, really well. And then there's some nights where it's like really busy and there's a lot of girls and I don't make very much money. And I'm like, this sucks. Do yeah. they not like me today? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, it's Is crazy it something about me? <laughs> I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Yeah. Like, that's a really interesting mm-hmm. thing. Because I don't have like, big boobs like these some right. girls I have small ones and a lot of the times that's my big self-conscious issue is is I go to my boobs I'm like they don't like my body which actually mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure you know a lot of men mm-hmm. like small mm-hmm. real boobs mm-hmm. I used to be a small real boobed girl got some fake ones in there now but that used to be me but no a lot of I've heard that a lot of guys actually prefer that mm-hmm. so don't worry your tits okay. are perfect <laughs> haven't seen them but I'm sure they're perfect <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but that's, that was definitely something I was thinking of too, because, you know, physically, obviously just like dancing and I mean, even like, it's a form of working out too, yeah. you know what I mean? And, yeah, absolutely. And then going to sleep so late and like working long shifts, like I'm sure Ooh. that can, what? I almost forgot. I broke my wrist last year. You did? At eight inch heels. Oh my God. Did was, you fall? Yeah, I fell. Did it hurt? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Girl, oh I would God. never wish that on my worst enemy. Oh, that's I, terrible. I was talking to this girl outside. She was upset. And I was in my favorite red boots. They're eight inches, right? Yeah. Super comfortable. And I was outside and there's this like little crack in the concrete, just big enough for a stiletto. Right. And I stood up, took a step backward, and my heel caught that crack and I fell backwards on my hands like that and I caught myself yeah and my wrist snapped is that it, what the scar is that's what the scar oh is oh my god yeah that's what the scar is I don't know if you can see it that is horrible I can't like my mobility is so limited so like I can do that I can yeah do that. so how long were you yeah. not able to work during two that months time? you were off for two months two months one of my friends, Vendetta, yeah, crowdfunded my bills for me. Wow. She got like $2,500 together or something like that so I could pay my bills. Right. So. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that was like you were probably going crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was trying my best to do stuff online and doing OnlyFans right. and stuff. It just was not working out. That's the thing too. It's with, so overly saturated. Yeah, with, with OnlyFans also, I think that you really have to have – it's like you either need to have a really big following mm-hmm. or like – be extremely famous and then Mm -hmm. at that point it like it doesn't even matter what the fuck you're posting you'll be posting in a t-shirt and underwear and people you'll make millions because Mm -hmm. of who you are not because of the content yes which i think is a big challenge with it Mm -hmm. you know like 
when I first started, because we're all on YouTube, like it was, I was pretty relevant at the time, like within our little group. And I feel like based on my personality in the videos, I think that the audience saw like, oh, she's more of that like outgoing Mm -hmm. sexual person. So it made sense for me to start one. And I like, I did so well for so long. And now that like things, I mean, times change, everything Mm -hmm. changes, you know, Mm -hmm. and things are slowly going down. And I think... I don't think I've ever thought in my head like that I'm not good enough that I've made less but it's like definitely takes an emotional toll in the sense of like it's scary like what the fuck do I do next you know what I mean like if this goes away then what's you know what is there so I think anything like that can just be fucking scary so I can only imagine like you know when you broke your wrist it's like what do I do now literally like that's you I need can't your even fucking, go. Yeah, your hands. You need mm-hmm. all of that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even go back to being a medical assistant at, at the time if I wanted to because right. I couldn't use my hands. I couldn't do yeah. anything. I can now. I can type and stuff now and I can yeah. – I it's back to not full strength, but it's much better than it was. At first, like I couldn't even do a couple pounds of pressure if I were to squeeze. But now like – this side I can do 60 pounds and this side I can do 40 pounds. Okay. So it's close. Yeah. So – Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So overall, do you think that this career has built up your self-esteem? Yeah, absolutely. More so, okay. Absolutely. Has it knocked it down at all, would you say, or no? Um, Maybe just when like, – Every the, now and then yeah. I get into a little depressive state if it's just been slow or right. I haven't made, made very much or I'm just like in my head. But for the most part, yeah, I my self-confidence has shot right up. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think too it's really cool because I feel like – there, I feel like I've heard stories where there's girls that or that people have gone to strip clubs and the girls just look miserable. Like maybe they just don't want to be there. So I think it's really interesting how much you enjoy it because I think with anything you do, no matter what it is, it's important that you like it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like the fact that you can get up on a stage and show your body almost as like a form of art and mm-hmm. like swindle people. And like, I just think it's so creative and so awesome. It really is. You know, and I, I think that a really good feeling, no matter what it is, because I literally I used to have this feeling at this taco shop that I worked at that mm-hmm. like no one can do it like you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like you were saying, and I was saying before too, it's like once you get your routine down and like mm-hmm. your certain moves, it's like you, I think it gives you this sense of confidence of like no one can yeah. do it like me you know yeah. what I mean it's mm-hmm. such a good feeling so I think it's really amazing that you have that because yes. I like I was saying I've heard that some people say like some of the girls when they walk in just like look like they don't want to be there just yep. like sick of it you yep. know so. I've definitely come in contact with some dancers that personality wise it, it ain't there right they're the just brain like not there I don't know if it's because they do drugs or they're just boring or what? Or like not into it maybe or maybe i don't know but yeah. like some people are, are really really jaded if they've mm-hmm. been in it, in it very very long like i have friends that have been in it for eight plus years and like they don't like sticking around if they're not making any money they don't like dealing with people and they're just their social medias go down really really quickly which i understand right but like they just get angry at people really really quickly yeah (laughs) i i definitely think that it's probably an environment where you have to be i don't want to say forgiving but like kind of let things go over your head like you're Mm -hmm. aware of it you know what Mm -hmm. i mean And like you said like you have those moments that if you feel uncomfortable you just put an end to it but you don't Mm -hmm. carry it with you Mm -hmm. because i can see how that could make you just like 
angry or even not even want to fucking go to work because you're like, I don't feel like dealing with these people. You know what I mean? I have had those days where I'm just not – I'm in my head too much. I go through like a depressive episode or something or I'm in pain of some sort. I'm like, I can't go today. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So if you feel like that, do you just take the day off? Yeah. Well, that's Mm -hmm. good because it's – yeah, I think it's really important too to always put your mental and physical health first, you know, so that you don't – burn yourself out and feel fucking miserable exactly in this line of work you have to take breaks i don't care what anyone says yeah you have to take breaks so kind of backtracking a little bit Mm -hmm. with OnlyFans, Mm -hmm. do you think since you've done both do you think that OnlyFans in any way has had any sort of effect on strip clubs or you do yes in what way I I think that it has made them more saturated with dancers, thinking that they can just be a stripper. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I was kind of one of those, but so like, what do you mean? There are so many girls that want to get into stripping, and that's fine, but it's not for everyone, right? It, it's just it. You gotta be a little hard. Yeah. To get to get through it. So you're saying like girls that have done OnlyFans mm-hmm. that kind of come over and they're mm-hmm. like, well, now I want to do this. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone. But if you've done OnlyFans, I feel like, yeah. yes, it would be that it would be OK. But I also feel like you also can't hide behind yeah. the screen. So you kind of have yeah. to have those conversation skills. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. But I also feel like it, more people are staying at home now since the pandemic and mm-hmm. since there's so much porn online. Yeah. And they don't come in the clubs anymore. Right. So, so you might have already said this, but during COVID, mm-hmm. is you did just strictly OnlyFans then or no? No, I was actually uh, working – where was I working? For like three months, I was at – I was unemployed. Okay. Because all everything closed, yeah, right? For like yeah. three months, I was unemployed. Okay. But before that, I was working at European Wax Center. I was still using my license at the time. Okay. And then after COVID, I finished my third round of schooling because I went to school to be a medical assistant. I didn't want to do nursing. I have zero desire to do nursing just because especially the way that they're treated now. Right. Um, I just wanted to kind of get my foot in the door, use my aesthetic license, and then get some medical credentials so I could eventually maybe do injections, Botox, surgery, stuff like that. And luckily enough, after I graduated, my first RMA job was through University of Maryland at their surgery center. And I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got exposed to all different kinds of specialties and I ended up being like the vascular medical assistant. Wow. So I got to deal with like wound care patients that were either having amputations done or have already lost their limbs or are trying to do limb salvage and keep their toes and fingers and legs yeah. and things. So this so. was – so you were stripping and then this experience during COVID, that mm-hmm. was like mid-stripping but everything closed down? That was down, before. Or? So this that was before. Was before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you didn't start stripping till after 21. COVID. 2021. Got it. Okay. Um, That's interesting. But you didn't want to stick with that? With with, uh, healthcare? Yeah. No. God, no. 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 Um, So after I stopped working for the university, I was working full time and then I was doing stripping on the side. Okay. Like on the weekends. I moved to a higher paying job uh, in pediatrics. Ended up hating it. 
I hated hearing screaming kids. I hated having people looming over me all the time yeah. thinking that I wasn't doing my job properly. I'm like, I'm not stupid. I know what I'm doing. Right. Like you've trained me. You've had three different people train me the same stupid way. And I've done it the correct way every single time. And so people go behind me. And I was like, I can't do this. If you don't trust me in any way, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to work out here. Right. So I quit. And not even two days later, I started saying, I'm going to do stripping full time. I broke my wrist. Wow. So then that's when you had like yep. the downtime. Yeah. Okay. That was awful. Yeah. So it was, and then it was after that, that you really started doing it full time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After I, I was actually still in a cast when I started going back. Yeah. I was like, I have to make money somehow. Right. I can't do anything else. It was just part of your look. Yeah. And I can't even like draw unemployment because I can't work. Yeah. And I can't work. So I can't bring in money. So you know what? All right. I'm going to get naked mm-hmm. full time. Yeah. In a cast. <laughs> the cast was your piece of clothing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so then as far as like costumes go and stuff mm-hmm. like do you when you i know that you do it nude but mm-hmm. do you walk out like in a specific yeah. costume yeah. or like set yeah really i really have different moods throughout the week mm-hmm. so depending on how i'm feeling is how i dress that day yeah for the most part i do wear pretty alternative stuff i mm-hmm. have gauges i have leather i have whips and chains and all the fun stuff yeah like a, I look very dom-ish mm-hmm. and then there are some times where I'm wearing the blondes right. and I want to be baby girl I want to wear pink I want to wear pretty colors and mm-hmm. red and yeah that's awesome is it so <laughs> is it fun to like pick out your clothes and stuff mm-hmm. is there do you go to stores for that or like mm-hmm. yeah okay. I, I order stuff on Amazon a lot um mm-hmm. I go to dancewear stores I order stuff on Instagram it really just depends on where I can find it and if I see an outfit I have a bunch of outfits yeah and then how many colored wigs do you do? Is it just usually the blonde or the red? Or I have blonde, I have red, I have black, I have a really dark brown. But mostly lately I've been doing blonde and red. Yeah. I think red is probably my favorite. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But I'm digging the Targaryen look right now. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. <laughs> that is so cool. I love it. Like it's just so crazy to me because even on your Instagram, like I thought that the blonde hair, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so she's blonde because mm-hmm. I remember that you told me that you had the red wig. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool because you would never know. Mm-hmm. And you're so good at it. Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. And you said it was the shortest amount of time is like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then if you want it to last longer, it's like mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I try to get it down pretty quickly. I've watched so many videos throughout the years of people installing wigs, mm-hmm. and I just like tried really hard. Different different products work with really well for me, and some don't. Some yeah. some you can really really tell. But uh, if I do it properly and I make sure I take care of my skin and I don't overdo the glue, it looks nice. It looks so natural. And then if I do like this spray. The daily spray, you can't tell at all. Right. Not unless you get right up really close to me. Yeah. So. Do you get them from Amazon or do you go to like yeah. beauty shops? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I go to beauty shops and Amazon actually. Yeah. I love the beauty shops. Like whenever mm-hmm. it's like Halloween time, mm-hmm. that's like my favorite thing is to go and pick out the wigs. But I got a couple on Amazon last mm-hmm. year and I was shocked at how good the quality they, was. like yes. pretty much the same quality yes. for like I got 50 this bucks on Amazon. cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do the blue or did it come with the blue? This it came as 613 and then I dipped it in the purple shampoo okay. and right? Yeah. And it kind of it kind of did a little bit more than I intended it no, to. No, it looks cool. I love it. You know? Yeah. Looks good under black light. It does. That's <laughs> awesome. So overall with stripping, do you think it's an addictive 
lifestyle? Yes. It is. Yes. And do you think it's addictive because of like money? Money. Just, okay. Money. Because why would I want to go back to a full-time job at right. working for someone, killing myself 40 hours a week for much less money? Yeah. And when I can come and go as I please and make anywhere from five grand to 10 grand a month. Yeah. You know? Right. Not working very much. And I think too, kind of like you were saying is, which I think is something that's really important. And that's why I keep bringing it up for people to know, because I don't even, like, I didn't even consider this, but the fact that it does make you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of things in life and just like a lot of people that are so insecure. I mean, like, I think everyone, even if you're the most secure person, you have days where you're insecure, you know, but I think it's so important that like you're doing something that makes you feel confident. And no matter what that is, if it makes you feel confident and good about yourself and fucking like you're working it, why not? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And I I just think that that's really something important to remember because I think that people are just so judgmental. And I mean, with any type of sex work job Mm -hmm. per se, um, even with me, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think that even though I, it's just photos or videos, it's like Mm -hmm. people are still so judgmental. Yeah. And it's like, why you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like if I'm if I'm able to do it Mm -hmm. I do well from it and you know I mean now like I said I don't really love it anymore but um you know at the time it was like if you look good and it's Mm -hmm. you're getting by why not yeah it's just like it just makes me sad that I feel like people are so judgmental I I feel that there are actually some dancers at my club that are a little on the bigger side Mm -hmm. and you know what that's fine some people like that right there's something if they're making money and they're comfortable with themselves more power to you right like no judgment here yeah and that's Mm -hmm. like something that just doesn't make sense to me and I think too like people underestimate like you have to be like pretty fucking confident to Mm -hmm. get up on a stage Mm -hmm. butt-ass fucking naked Mm -hmm. because a lot of people that are judging it they would never fucking do that they wouldn't have the balls to do it and they don't even have the fucking like i don't even want to say the body to do it but like they don't feel comfortable enough within themselves to get up there and do it so it's like i just don't think these kind of things give it doesn't give the people enough credit because it takes i think a lot of like mental confidence and physical confidence to actually do it and pursue it and then also be good at it. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. it's super interesting too that how you touched on it's not just the fact that you're up there dancing and doing your thing, but you also need to have conversation. And like, that's a whole nother side of it that yeah. like, I don't even think people think of. And it's just as important. It's a sales job. Yeah. If you can't talk to people, you're not going to be able to sell anything to them. You're selling a fantasy. You're selling a good time, you know? Right. Whatever, whatever that means to you and them is on your terms. Like for me personally, I'm a room person. I like stage, but I like having conversation with people and I like giving them that experience that they're looking for within my boundaries. Yeah. So, so do you realize that, the, or do you think that a lot of men come in there to watch or some to yeah. conversate? Or a little bit of think? both. Okay. Um, the daytime people are more there to like watch and have conversation and okay. some companionship. Yeah. The people that come in during the nighttime are really looking for a party. They're right. more touchy. They're more grabby. They're looking for They're probably more like show. intoxicated too. Intoxicated yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the night, it's always like the last hour is the busiest part. Right. Have you ever had someone come in that like it doesn't – they just want to talk? Like they don't even care if you mm-hmm. dance or anything? Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. I actually had – a guy recently 
honestly, I don't even want to know what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because this man made it a point. He was like, if I give you $1,000 right now, will you go home and like not work the rest of your shift? I was like, bet I will. I was like, I, I'm proving a point to you right now. I don't care if I stay the rest of my shift and make more money. Mm-hmm. If you give me $1,000 right now, yeah, I'll, I'll go home. Yeah. And I did. What, did he have a reason or he just thought nope. it was... He just wanted to prove a point. Huh. He didn't think I would. Yeah. He's like, you, but what if you make more and more money? What if you make $2,000? I'm like, yeah, I could. I absolutely right. could. Mm-hmm. But I'm also happy going home with the grand. Yeah. <laughs> so with the shifts, are there like set times or you kind of... Yeah, like- there's set times, but we can come and go as we please. Like our shifts... So like that night you were just able... Like yeah. you can say like, yeah. I'm wrapping it up for I'm the done. Night. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's pretty cool, though. So Mm -hmm. you basically kind of are Mm -hmm. your own boss in a way, right? Yep. Independent contractor. Interesting. Yeah, like, because I always thought it was, like, very strict, like, scheduling and timing. There are some clubs that are like that. Now, Fantasies, they like you to keep your schedule. That way they can post it online because they have a website. Okay. So, like, for example, if I want to work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I got to make sure I text the boss that every single Sunday here, I'm going to be here these days this week okay. and they're they expect you to be there right so and they expect you to say your whole shift um like for if you're saying you coming in at three you're allowed to leave at 11 or 12 if you want to but if you coming in at seven they expect you to stay till two okay so hmm. but there are some clubs like mine like you come and go whenever you fucking want to right there's some girls that come in at 11 o'clock at night yeah and i'm like oh my god and then they just say until it they say until what, two. two? Yeah. Okay. Are you awake now? <laughs> the baby's awoken. The baby's awake. Um, so overall, what would you say your end goal is for yourself? Like, do you want to? Do you see yourself stripping for a lot longer? Do yeah, you- I, I figured I'd do it for at least a few years. Get some savings. You know, yeah. buy some things that I haven't you know had in my life before. Go travel. Pay off some debt. You know, I want to use this time to really kind of take a break and enjoy life. And figure out what I want to do. Right. Because I don't really know right now. Like I've, I have background in cosmetics. I have background in the medical field. And I don't really know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Right. Like I'm 32. I have many, many, many more years in the working force. Right. And I just – I haven't figured out what I want to do with the rest of it yet. Yeah. So just give yourself that mm-hmm. freedom to kind of like mm-hmm. decide and – yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Honestly, this was like this was amazing because all of these questions I even thought of more like on mm-hmm. the spot that I was like, wait, I thought about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and things that I don't even know, but I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody that is listening is gonna love it and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much. Of You're course. amazing. Thank you of for course. having me. <laughs> <laughs>